John Halo makes his second appearance on the endless list this week on It's So Bad. Gentlemen, hello. Hello, Chris. Hi, diddly ho. I've been home in my house for the past five days with my three-year-old son that I've only left a handful of time. I have slightly lost my mind, so I hope you enjoyed this episode today where we add Halo 2 to the endless list of video games. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow us on Twitter, it's so at, at It's So Bad Pod. I-T-S-S-O-B-A-D-P-O-D um, or it's so bad pod at gmail.com is the email address. We're adding Halo 2 to the endless list of video games today. Um, it was, I think, a choice a lot of us had. Um, and we did Halo last year. And I think after you just start, after you like pop the can top, you just kind of, you can't stop. And the fun and you're, a, you're a Halo boy now, so now you are going to want to do this like annually as soon as like a year goes oh, by. Man. Don't you just I... want to jump right into Halo 3 after Halo 2? You just want to just keep right on going. Which is what I did yes. last last year when we played Halo 1. I just kept right going like right into <laughs> Halo 2. I got like two-thirds through Halo 2. They are very, very good video game products, these video games. They're very good. Um, I again just to refresh people's memory before I played Halo Combat Evolved the first one which we did back in let's see here uh, was July like last of August? 2020 yeah it was July of 2020 um, I was not that big of a Halo fan and I've since become a pretty big Halo fan I enjoyed both of these games probably two more than I enjoyed one even um, but I have to say a lot of the work is I think being done by the fact that um, the Master Chief Collection is just like it's so fucking good it's like one of the best remasters of a video game yeah just the whole like core halo set of games they kept adding to it they added it to pc they eventually gave you cross play they mixed all the multiplayer modes together like the master chief collection is amazing like i had the old versions of those games and would replay them every once in a while but like as soon as master chief (laughs) collection came out just like all right well this is it now like this is the platform I mean, for you, for you guys uh you guys know this from our group chat but so so listener knows uh i do not have a master chief collection i do not have any modern xbox uh consoles so i played my original halo 2 disc uh on my very old xbox 360 which is so old it does not have an hdmi output so i played this on a crt and that's okay that works too great. I, I played I probably played half the game in the old uh, retro graphics mode anyways. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I would, like, flip-flop between <clears throat> it a lot. This is, like, that era of, like, PS2, Xbox to Xbox 360 graphics that, like, they're, like, a little weird-looking, but it's, like, they kind of have, like, a charm to them that is still very aesthetically pleasing. In a they're, yeah, so, they're so burned into my brain, too, yeah. like, just playing them. <laughs> like, just like, yeah, this feels right. And, like, for Halo 2, the lighting was a little better in the original... Yeah graphics yeah. so you could see more because there's some really dark spots in, in the remaster even though it looks gorgeous mm. it's like yeah i need to go back but yeah the fun of just like hitting that button and switching between the remastered and the original graphics it's just that's that's just a good time 
Yeah. I think one of the reasons why this game holds up over time also is because the character designs are not like super detailed. Like it's Master Chief is gold green (laughs) and like there's some details to it, but like it's kind of like in the same, I wouldn't say like it's it's not cell shaded, but it's kind of in the same way they make Zelda games pretty timeless. Um, I think they do the same in the Halo games. They do the aesthetics of just the character designs and even the grunts and uh, the elites and all of the um, enemies are also pretty timeless. Yeah, not, yeah. not, they don't, not they too don't complicated. You know, not too complicated. Yeah. You know, humanoid designs, wearing armor. You know, keep it simple. And so this game, developed by Bungie, of course, uh, published by Microsoft Game Studios, released in November of 2004, the same year that released... Uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, uh, Half-Life 2, surprisingly came out in 2004, uh, Doom 3, World of Warcraft, Fable, MGS3, Far Cry, and Metroid Prime all came out in the year 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty good year for, for video games right there. Yeah, Yeah, and I, I, would, I would argue that Halo 2 is might not be at the top of that list but it's pretty close if it's it's not like it's far down yeah half-life 2 is in the mix there too so world of warcraft world of warcraft like yeah those are some those are some classic games that came out that year like a lot of those games had staying power or like established themselves as top tier video games like in the moment and like have held on uh, it's crazy. It's crazy to me that Half Life Two came out in two thousand four because that game looks like a game from like two thousand eight. Oh yeah, I that must have come out earlier in the year because I feel mm-hmm. like I remember playing so much Half Life Two as well. But as soon as Halo Two came out, like that took over my life. That was it. Yeah, like, that yeah. was that was the game. Um, this game originally, of course, came out on the Xbox, uh, but we, I think, uh, Steve and I at least played it on the PC. Um, you probably originally played it on the, the PC. On I, the Xbox. I, I started it on Xbox last summer. And I picked up my same save file on my PC. So, Ooh. yeah. Wow. Well, that's well, very game, cool. That's Game yeah. Pass action right there. Yeah, Game Pass is pretty cool <laughs> sometimes. Um, yeah, so I, I think I played this back in the day when I was in the college years when this originally came out. I definitely played the first one. I don't know if I played the second one. Oh, uh, boy. I, yeah. I, like, I was, like, watching clips of, like, release day hype around this game, and it was, like, totally giving me nostalgia because I was totally one of those people. And, uh, oh, God, I just played, like, the multiplayer. I just played – I must have played that for hundreds and hundreds of hours, like – Every night before going to bed. You know, back then, it's like, we're a lot younger. So it's like, we're staying up to like 2, 3 in the morning, like even during the week. And it's like, I was probably playing that till like 2 in the morning, like every night. Ah, so good. So I remember, I remember I was uh, a sophomore in high school when this came out and some of my friends had taken the day off and like camped out at, you know, GameStop the night before to get their copies. I did not, but I was like eagerly waiting to get home. And I remember I was supposed to go, I didn't have my license or permit at this point and so i was waiting for my parents to like take me to gamestop downtown and my mom was supposed to get home from work and she like was late and it was taking longer and longer and i was like stressing out and it turns out she gotten in a car accident <laughs> leaving uh work that afternoon which is why she was delayed and it was like very stressful <clears throat> for me i was like i'm just trying to get a copy of halo 2 mom you're okay i see it it's just a little dent in the car we're gonna be fine let's go get halo 2 <laughs> yeah fuck your car accident I, my halo. I, I was convinced that they were not gonna have any copies left and i remember getting to the store and just seeing stacks of Halo 2 and I was like alright well I feel stupid now sorry oh, yeah. uh, man remember back in the day when you had to pre-order games and you didn't know if they were going to be there or not yeah. it was stressful <laughs> tensions were high tensions were high I don't that anymore thank god I can just download my game or order it off Amazon and it will be here on launch day um, 
Yes, um, but the development of this game sounds bonkers. Um, I don't know if you guys read anything about it. But yeah, oh yes, ri- oh yes. Originally, this game was, the Halo in general, was not intended to be a trilogy. They didn't have any plans to make a, game, a sequel after the first one, but the, because it was so popular, Xbox was like shaking them, being like, you have to make the sequel. We need to sell the Xbox. Um, so they did it. Um, but yeah, so... You have to remember also that Bungie, when they started Halo, developing Halo, they were not owned by Microsoft. Um, They were only acquired by Microsoft towards the very end of Halo's development. So when they were acquired by Microsoft, they got a ton of resources, which allowed them to be like, have like these absolutely preposterous ideas for the time of what they were going to do with this video game. And they had like the monetary resources to do whatever they want, but they had a limited time time range of what they could do so they ended up like planning for like all these big features like for example they had like a 48 player warfare mode in multiplayer that they wanted to develop that was just like no we can't do that and the reason why this is has a cliffhanger ending is because they ran out of time to finish it yeah yeah there's a a load of cut content like cut levels like cut weapons like i think i was saw that that like only about one third of the content made it into the final game that they had i I remember when this came out there was a gameplay like trailer that came out you know a few months before when they were speculating about the date and it looked totally not totally different but like it was whole sections of levels that were not in the final game and i remember watching that 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 trailer like i don't know 20 times or something like that as a kid and none of that stuff made it into the game and it looked yeah. different like there was like it was a scale that just doesn't exist oh. in halo 2 and i remember being a little disappointed in the campaign when it came out playing it i was like where was all this stuff that they showed in the trailer like this game seemed so much bigger and this seems very confined and like kind of streamlined yeah they actually i was reading about the the when they launched the game in the trailers at e3 like the year before like one year before they had to like fake everything in the trailer. Yeah, that's the so, trailer. Like, there's like a huge like anti-aircraft battery that they're going to blow up, and there's like all these like you know I don't know crazy covenant vehicles that don't end up in the game. And I was like, this looks so cool. And the game came out, and none of that was in the game. And I was like, well, this sucks. What what is they, this? They even had to make the code for the demo to whenever some th- a camera passed over an object, the object would dematerialize and delete itself so that the engine could handle running because it didn't have enough memory wow. <laughs> to run. <laughs> so yeah, not quite the not quite the game we were promised, but yeah, still yeah, a great game. So, um, yeah, they they actually they they split when they got acquired, they split the dev team into two different teams and one team was working on a game called Phoenix and I guess that game was had to be canceled like a couple months before Halo 2 came out because they needed to f- have the entire development team back on Halo 2. <laughs> they had to bring them back together. Like, yeah, to we got to finish this massive video game that everyone's expecting to come out in about <laughs> six months. We're going to need yeah. everybody. <laughs> I think the other things that were, were taken out, there was, like, a ton of uh, vehicle variations. I think the War- Warthog had, like, I don't know, like four or five different variations on what it was. There were like an ATV that was supposed to be in the game and a couple other vehicles that they had to completely cut from the game as well. Yeah, I feel like those are all vehicles that probably made their way into Halo 3 because mm-hmm. you get like the ATV in there, you get some of like the flying ships, like the, the attack ships and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, um, towards the end of development even, one of the lead designer said he kenneled his dog for two months so that he could crunch on the game. <laughs> That's cruel and unusual. That's a long time to kennel a dog. <clears throat> it's fucked up. 
that is fucked up. But crunch is a serious problem in the video game industry, and it still exists. And it's fucked up what they make people go through, spending like 12 hours to four, 14 hours a day in the studio to ship games. They did it, CD Projekt Red did it with uh, uh, fucking Cyberpunk. Like, it's just a huge fucking problem. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to like, I mean, you, you hear stories about how crunch and development cycles work. And obviously you have to like build a you know, new, new game, so no small task. But like to spend three years working on a game and then like the final game itself really being a product of the last six months of that, or like right. everybody's called in and they just like give up their lives for that chunk of time to make the game that's wild like what happened to those three years you know (laughs) what were you guys doing obviously developing assets and trying stuff out they're doing lots of stuff but it's just it's crazy to to well i think also the reality the the first year of this game they made a game and they didn't like the game because i guess the the leadership a number of people in the bungie leadership team left the company after they were acquired probably because they made the books um and then they left the company and so they were out leadership a bunch of different teams like split off and created separate levels and there was no coherent vision for the first pass of the story so they scrapped the entire first first pass of halo 2 that they did and they came up with a new one uh, once they brought a new leadership it is cool to think about though like the impact that this game has had like so obviously the campaign whatever that's not quite what we expected to come out with the level design and everything but the multiplayer obviously like caught on immediately and like so much of that like became the foundation of like online console gaming like xbox live right and like right. their whole structure voice chat on consoles just like multiplayer yeah. structure like game structure in general like shooter structure like it just like became foundational and like obviously all the other halo games continued that too but like and it's not the original like you have some doom in there and all those those previous games that came before it but it just like the structure and like the foundation that it built on xbox and how that translated to other online gaming is huge like halo 2 invented like console gaming multiplayer basically for the most yeah, part yeah yeah i mean um halo one was not on xbox live because xbox live did not exist yet this is the first halo game on xbox live so it was like a big deal yeah it was like a big deal that i was sitting in my living room with my headset on like talking to all my friends on my tv being like hey guys what's up what's our clan name all right cool. <laughs> i'm gonna get in the word hug now <clears throat> it's really funny to me like back in that that time I was like really big into getting like the modem accessories for different consoles. So I had like the Dreamcast modem accessory. I had the GameCube modem accessory to like play like Fantasy Star Online. Um, and I don't even know what I play with the Dreamcast. Also, probably Fantasy Star Online. <laughs> now that I think about it. Um, yes, definitely Fantasy Star Online. Um, but like Xbox never intrigued me, but they had the best online service. They, they did at the time. I, there was like a, a trick, not a trick, but like. The, the story that I told myself at the time was that Xbox Live was so good that I was okay with paying for it because it was like $50 a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember people being like, oh, well, it's not what it is on PlayStation. And PC, it's free to play online. And I was like, no, but it's so good. And over time, all the other like platforms kind of caught up to a certain extent. You still have to pay for Xbox Live, which is kind of a little ridiculous. When it's Game Pass, you're obviously getting games with it. But uh, yeah, no, they, they established themselves as like the best online gaming service pretty early on. At least on on console. Chris, did you have a, an Xbox Live account back in the day? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's what like that's what I was saying. Like when I like playing the multiplayer on this, like this and like like this and like the lifespan of like Modern Warfare. Like I feel like ninety five percent of my gaming around this period of time was probably just after I beat the Halo camp- Halo Two campaign, playing online for hundreds of hours and bounce between that and Modern Warfare. Like yep, just totally. That was Same. that was definitely ninety five percent of my gaming experience back then. 
This is the, one of the first games, uh, well, obviously one of the first console games that introduced matchmaking. So there wasn't lobbies where people, I think you could have lobbies, but it was right. primarily matchmaking between people. Um, and that was like a highly disputed thing amongst the developers of the game. Um, a lot of people just wanted the lobbies and some people were like, gotta have matchmaking. They actually had a closed alpha of the multiplayer in within Microsoft. <coughs> a thousand people in Microsoft were invited to an alpha to test matchmaking before the game was released. That must have been real fun. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that must have been wild. Yeah. For all the talk of for all the talk of the online gaming though, like so many of my memories of playing this game were bringing like four Xboxes over to somebody's house, hooking them up, doing a LAN party, four TVs. Like a couple of my friends had like the space and the, like the TVs and the equipment to do that, and we would just play for like an entire Saturday. Just you know, four people on a TV, four TVs, sixteen people. It was wild. It was so much fun. And like now that we have the Master Chief Collection, you know, especially early in the pandemic, we were doing that again. We were playing all the same modes just online that we used to play. You know, sitting in somebody's like attic playing for twelve hours on a Saturday. Master Chief Collection, OP. It's OP. <laughs> it's so good. I mean. She got a sponsorship I think the, for this episode. The, the coolest thing, the coolest thing to me, like besides switching back and forth between the retro instantly and the modern graphics, which other games have done, I don't recognize that. Um, the coolest thing for me is actually the going on to multiplayer, and you can like choose which Halo games you want to include in a playlist, which maps from which which games, and you can like mishmash and like just have a different playlist of all the various different games in it. That's wild to me. That's very cool. Can you do different maps, but in different weapons and vehicles from different games? Like, like you could have yeah. Halo 2 maps with, like, whatever, Halo 4 vehicles and weapons? It depends on the... I think it depends on the map. Oh. But... That's cool. I'm not Maybe. sure about that. I think, like... Well, you can definitely do, like, you know, a playlist of different levels, like, from the games and just integrate them. Um, but there's Forge levels, too, in there. So there might be mm. levels that you can do that where you're taking games or guns from one game and putting them in another level. Gotcha. Um, how did you all feel about the appearance of the Arbiter when you first played this game? <sighs> it was controversial, was... To, to say the least. I loved um, it. Yeah. I think I came around on it. I was not immediately impressed because it was, like, Who's this guy? What? I'm not playing as Master Chief anymore. But he grew on me. He grew on me. <laughs> I liked. Uh, I liked. Like I was like. I was like. Oh, is I'm playing as the cool bad guy who's like now kind of like an antihero. Although I was a little surprised when the when like the final significant chunk of the game, you are not Master Chief. You were finishing the game as, as the Arbiter. But like you, that took me a little a lot. surprised. You play. You play a lot as him, and he's kind of in the more pivotal. 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 I can't say pivotal, pivotal uh, <laughs> levels for the game. Uh, yeah, re- and it's and it's Keith David as the voice too, which is pretty re- cool. But like replaying it, it was like I was like, wow, I was like the Arbiter might really take up more than half the story, but also at the same time mm-hmm. too, like the story's more interesting from his point of view. Like, which I don't oh, think yeah. I really appreciated because, like, you know, with Master Chief, like he's a badass character, but he's not a deep character. And it's like through the Arbiter, you're exploring like the Covenant hierarchy and the and essentially like the uh the betrayal of the elites and the grunts and uh and whatnot yeah, the it's whole like civil, yeah the whole civil war that's that springs up there yeah right and it's like you know it, yeah it's just, it's just a, he's a better vehicle to tell the story and i think that was a really smart creative decision that at the time maybe it was controversial but i think looking back now like i'm like that was the that was the better creative creative move master chief in these two games could not be any more white bread or like link like 
or just, Mario, just a super he's soldier. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's just out there killing aliens, and even this game, for the most part, he has some like cool lines, uh, but he still doesn't have like any depth to his character. Right. Seems whatsoever. a little. He seems a little bored to be there the whole time too. It's just like, <laughs> all right, hand me the rocket launcher. I'll go <laughs> take out the Halo ring again. Even yeah. at the end, when he's like, he's like, "Where are you going?" He's like, "Um, I'm gonna go finish the fight." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like everything he says is like with a shrug. He's just like, eh, save yep, humanity. I guess. Shrugging a nod. Uh, but then you got the the Covenant perspective where the Arbiter, who's this guy who they blame for the destruction of the first Halo, um, he gets assigned, to, he gets spared execution at the hands of the Covenant leadership, uh, given the rank of Arbiter, which has its own like lore that's fleshed out about how there was this one guy who was like really heroic, and then the Arbiter became like this mark of shame, but they were going to do all this warrior stuff, and he goes through this whole adventure, and he meets Gravemind, who's the leader of the Flood, and he has to like kill the High, high Prophet at one point. Uh, so there's like all of the story around the arbiter and then master chief is just like you gotta you gotta save the humans <laughs> yeah like it's like when you think of like the first halo like i was reading too that it's like they had like kind of like the bones of this lore kind of roadmap a little bit but like not really anywhere it's like this degree and it's no. like and I, I feel like when you play the first halo it's like it's it's like not even like readily obvious that like the covenant is actually a whole bunch of different races like you don't know, like it. You know, you've like the name kind of implies that, but it's like, yeah. but like you like don't really have any reason to think that they're all races from different planets that have like formed an alliance. For all you know, they come from the same planet. You know, and it's right. like, yeah, yeah that's like, definitely true. Yeah, and it's like, and then you start to realize, like, oh no, these are like what the prophets have like kind of conquered like through the years and kind of brought these like different races like into the fold and like bringing the whole like, you know, like the guilty spark you know, kind of revealing to the heretic and then Arbiter that it's like, you know, these Halo things, like, these aren't, like, religious things. Like, they're old, like, weapons, like, meant to, like, purge basically all life <laughs> from the universe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, and, like, and also, like, the... Even the Covenant as a species or as a c- civilization, they are s- way more interesting than anything the humans do. The humans are like, all right, we're cool, we're humans, we're defending ourselves, we want to live in the universe. But, like, the Covenant's got all this shit going on where there's, like, the heretic who doubts what's happening with the Covenant. He doesn't believe them, uh, what they think is the the prophecy. And you have, like, the different... You have the evil prophet who is, like, going against the Covenant leadership. Um, So there's, like, all these different factions within the Covenant, but the, the... fucking humans are just like oh dude we're well, just yeah like being. even like during the game because like you know i feel like we should touch on the ai at some point for like how great it is and it's like but even like when you're playing as master chief like most of like your human characters that are with you they're just kind of going yeah hoorah chief but then it's like when you're playing what? as like the elite Wait, hold, hold on a second while we're here why is david cross a random character in this game? <laughs> He's uh, not the only one. He's not the only one. You got Michelle Rodriguez. You got, like, if you go down the random Marine voice list, you'll find yeah. some people. <laughs> I was also convinced that uh, John Hurt was doing a voice in this movie, but I could not, or this game, but I could not uh, confirm that. But, uh, but no, it's like when, you're, like, when you're playing as, like, the Arbiter, you're, like, with, like, the elites and the Covenant, even before he's, like, kind of broken away. It's, like, their kind of, like, idle dialogue is, like, still kind of giving you insights into, like, the society and, like, you know the discrimination between like the 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 grunts and like the brutes and stuff it's like 
even like those random sidekick characters have more to say that like flesh out the story and then you go back to Master yeah. Chief and you're just like, yeah, let's go get him, Chief. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, a couple things. <laughs> just the random people in this. So, Ron Perlman is Lord Hood in this game. Yeah. Um, David Cross is a, is a Marine. You'll know him when you see him. He's sticks around most of the time. Orlando Jones is a Marine sergeant as well. Um, Laura Prepon is a Marine who is from Orange is the New Black. And um, that 70s show, of course. That 70s oh. show. <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, Brian Posen, who's a. Um, uh, comedian is plays the grunt does he yeah yep yep so there's like a wild amount of <laughs> I, I think i think that touches oh, on like what the robbie the... Mal- malik did voice some of the voices oh i remember look i was looking that up the other day he's like uncredited or something yeah uh, yeah yeah i mean it just goes to show like what a cultural event halo 2 was that like random celebrities were like oh i love halo like i want to be a marine like steve like, vibe we're getting steve in on vibe that. plays plays guitar through all like most of the themes in halo yeah i mean let's talk about the soundtrack because um i get i now get hyped whenever i hear the music i just want to put that out there and i was not one of those boys previously but now i'm like whenever it's i hear it i'm like music yeah Let's fucking go. Let's get those Gregorian yeah. chants going there. Yeah. So I think I think we were probably talking offline that a lot of like the licensed music is probably missing. Like, and I saw that like Incubus is credited yeah. with um with being in this game, but I don't recall hearing any shady music, so I don't know exactly where they were. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but uh, that was a good setup for that dig. But like Breaking Benjamin, how like I made the joke of like there's a lot of Breaking Benjamin songs going on going on here. I think it's actually just like one or two big ones. They did it for free just so they could get the marketing. Really? Yeah, because like they like I I mean I don't know I was never into Breaking Benjamin really but like I remember like Dude. they were kind of like on the radio and I remember like they kind of had some like cool songs and then like and it was like I remember hearing I think it's Blow Me Away or Blow It Away it's like with what's like the big one in this and it's like I, mean, I remember going I was like this sounds like Breaking Benjamin song and sure enough it was <laughs> them and it's like they they did it for uh they said you we'll we'll do it for free we we just want we just want the publicity from the game. It's a very 2004 band and sound, yeah. too. Just, like, this kind of shitty alt-rock, like, kind of metal, but not really, like... I have no clue what they sound like, so... They I guess sound they're like... Not in the, picture, I don't remember uh, what any of their hits were, but they were kind of like a new metal-y... Yeah. Like, softer Chevelle. Picture, yeah, picture, like, a, like a uh, metal-esque band on the radio in 2004 and you'll you'll probably get close to it yeah i want to just point out that the soundtrack was produced by nile rogers <laughs> which is pretty do you guys know who nile rogers no is? i don't no. who is that oh my god he's produced so many first off he was chic in the band chic back in the day but he has produced let's see here uh the b-52's cosmic thing diana ross is working overtime he did uh, the Daft Punk album. Uh, oh, okay. It was like slow. I'm looking him up now. Um, yeah, he produced a lot. Black to- tie, white noise by David Bowie. We are family by S- Sister Sledge. Um, Let's dance by David Bowie. Like a virgin by Madonna. A lot. Pretty big. A lot. Pretty big. Mm-hmm. Okay. So see so, again the cultural event of Halo Two. Yeah. In 2004. It's, and I'll say. Reached- Breaking Benjamin lucked out because that Breaking Benjamin <laughs> song plays in like one of the coolest parts of the game. Like the Civil War has like just broken out, and you're a Master Chief, and you walk into the room where it's like the elites and the and the brutes are just like they're finally going at it. There's like that huge kind of battle that you're kind of stuck in the middle of, 
and it's like that song is playing and i was like this is awesome this is perfect (laughs) it was very cool just on that too like it was very cool back in that during that time period when enemies fought enemies because that never really happened before yeah that was always like oh this is this feels advanced because they're making the enemies fight the enemies yeah and like they i mean the the elites were like obviously a very cool enemy to fight in the first game and in this game and you play as the arbiter so you get like some elites as your like marines with you when you're playing those missions which is cool you're like oh man these guys got the energy swords they got like the double the double plasma rifles but then they introduced the uh the brutes in this game too who are like the worst like you know kind of big brutish version obviously based on their name and like <laughs> when they finally go after each other in the civil war you're like hell yeah like go elites like let's go let's go yeah like, well, even, like, if you're, even when you're too, playing as like, master chief you're like let's fucking do this and it's like the grunts like side of the elites and then like uh, oh yeah I, I which forget, is a like, great like, touch because who doesn't love the grunts you know like, yeah they're they like, they're, like, ridiculous. The, they're like the awful sniper rodent thing side with the brutes oh, the, and it yeah it the turns jackals out, like the guys yeah, with the exactly. shields who you're like, fuck these guys. They're always and so it's fucking like, hard to kill. It's like, they it. have like all this like they have all this like backstory, like and like the terminals they were like putting out at some point that it's like the jackals and the grunts like hated each other like super passionately. And then it's like you get the flood gets mixed in, and then there's like a part towards the end. I think it's actually the start of the last level where you're just like they're like Arbiter, the hunters have joined us. And there's like just two giant hunters. Oh, the hunters, yeah. Your yeah. And when that happened, I was like, let's go i was like that's awesome <laughs> i was like we're gonna take on everything right now and then the game just abruptly ends <laughs> yeah, well you know like, like, well, like have time to, for halo 3 thing. thank you thank you master chief collection i'm just gonna keep on riding <laughs> the hunters do kind of mess up everything at that level for you if you let them so yeah well they just blow everything up and smash everything yeah it's fantastic. shield arms so fantastic yeah. that's their way i have to say probably the coolest level for me though was they're they're like yeah, Grave Minds, yeah, I mean, they're like, I'm just going to transport you to the Covenant homeworld, and you're just going to enter this temple. And oh, <laughs> High Charity? High Charity? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Those early levels are very cool, though, too. Like, when you're defending, uh, what is it, like, Space Station Cairo or something like that, and they, the Covenant are coming in, and then you end up on, like, New Mombasa on Earth. And it's like, the, the trailers made it seem like this was going to be a full-scale invasion of Earth. They do a very small, limited invasion of Earth to one yeah. city, and then they get the fuck out of Dodge real quick. Yeah. Also, I like I like how Miranda Keys just completely vaporizes a city. Oh, yeah. She's like, I gotta go. We gotta go chase this Covenant <laughs> ship. We're going to Delta Halo. Let's go to Delta. <laughs> Delta Halo, also a very cool level when you go in on, like, the drop pods, and he grabs the rocket launcher, and you start messing stuff up. Yeah. There's some good levels in this game. Can, some good levels. Can we try to make a lot of noise? Pulls up the rocket launcher. Guess not. <laughs> uh, Cortana. <laughs> um, uh, what, what can I say here? Um, other stuff we should talk about. Uh, first off, Halo the TV series. How do we feel about Halo the TV series? I'm not going to lie. I'm not sold on it. Um, Red vs. Blue is the only Halo TV series. Yeah. <laughs> Chris? Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't even aware what was coming, so. Yeah, Paramount Plus. Oh. There's a there's a teaser with with John Halo in it. Oh, I, I was going to say, it's going to be like an adaptation of, of the actual Halo games, or is it going to be like a complimentary story in the Halo no, I think universe? It's a, I'm pretty sure it's an adaptation of the Halo games. Oh, oh There's boy. like a long... 
long history of like halo tie-in videos too like and some of them a lot of them are in the commercials but like cinematic Dude, type videos have, that like what's the commercial they're with very the realistic fig, the figure with a slow motion shot and as uh, like mad world playing oh oh because <laughs> that, that was like the best okay, video I, game I can't advertisement of all time even back in the day i'd be like oh, i want to play this video game was but that for halo 2 or is that for three I think it's for three. Okay, yeah, because I remember that, but I feel like it was for three. Yeah, that commercial's fucking so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, this game. Uh, so yeah, the the TV show that is coming out is starring Pablo Schreiber, who was a creepy guard in Orange Is the New Black. Um, so I don't know how I'm going to. He's always plays like a douchebag too, in like everything he's in. So I don't know how he's going to play Master Chief because Master Chief's like this stoic motherfucker, fucker who's not like showing off. Just gonna have to limit his range to just kind of like shrug, heroic shrug. That's what that's <laughs> what it's gonna have to be. <clears throat> uh, yeah, um, and then obviously also uh, we have Halo Infinite that just came out yeah, too. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we're living in a little Halo revival moment right now. I'm surprised you're not playing that, Steve. Yet. I well, I've played the the multiplayer online. Um, there's a lot of games to play, you know. I'll get to it. It's, <laughs> it's on my list. Um, yeah, John I mean, Halo I, I, I've, wants so, you to per- finish the fight again. Personally, so like, I mean, love Halo, love Halo Two. After Reach, I kind of like, all right, these Halo games, like, I'll get around to them. Like, I'm gonna play them, obviously, but like, it's the original ones for me for sure. Um, the new ones are good. Like, I mean, they're okay. The, the multiplayer is usually like interesting they change things around this is like a little bit more of a return to form it felt like with the multiplayer so i thought it was mm-hmm. fine but like honestly i would rather just go play halo 2 on master chief collection with my friends so uh <laughs> yeah that's that's kind of the way of things there's sometimes when i request us we play a game for like year after a year because i really want to play one particular game in that series so i'm like because we i like to go through the one by one I'm going to eventually play it, but we're going to make sure we play one every year. Um, There's two series like that. Halo, because I didn't really, I don't know if I wanted to play two, but I really want to play ODST. And I don't want to play ODST until I get there in the lore. um, Right. Or if we do it for the podcast. That's the one Halo I've never played. That's the one. Same. Yeah. And the the other one, um, but I've heard so much good things about ODST. It's supposedly got a great story. Yeah, I've heard similar things, yeah. Um, and then the other series is Metal Gear because I, re- I have never played Metal Gear 4 and I really want to play Metal Gear 4 oh yeah I've watched a lot of Metal Gear 4 but I've never personally played Metal Gear 4 much yeah that'll be a good one to do I was wondering if uh, Arkham was going to be a or a Batman the, the Batman Arkham series we gotta revive the Arkham push here we only did the yeah. one yeah, yeah that's a top I've been thinking about been thinking about Arkham City recently actually so that might be something to do it's a great up. game great game that's where that's like that's the peak of the arkham series I think, oh 100 100 yeah. yeah night night's pretty good but it's a little suffers from the the third yeah. installment in the trilogy bloat <laughs> yeah did you guys well, see there's another one too isn't there the, the or- there's arkham, origins. arkham origins yeah. yeah yeah that one i played like half of i never it's okay it. it's a, di- it's it's okay. a different developer and they right. were you know yeah <clears throat> all right i think we've talked about this video game enough to add it to our endless list of video games, which currently goes from number one, Super Mario 64, all the way down to number 144, Dark Castle, for the Sega Genesis. Last week, we added Tony Hawk Pro Skater, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, at number 28, which I think is fair. It's a good good spot for it. Yeah, yeah. That's a classic one, but yeah, it's a little, um, little but, dated. I see that. Yeah, I, I think Halo 2 goes above that. 
from last week. Wait, can I, can I um, say really quick, I'm not proposing that we do this, but I feel like we always forget the rule that when we are ranking another game ooh. in the series, we get to move it. But again, I have... I was going to suggest this as well. I, have, I, I don't really have a reason to move Combat Evolved, but I just wanted to make sure we don't forget it. I was thinking the same, uh, that <clears throat> Halo Combat Evolved may not need to move based on our ranking here, but I'm, I'm open to the idea. I think that, just in general, in terms of comparing this game to the first game, I think they got a little bit tighter in the level design, but at the same time, a couple things. The levels still go on for fucking ever, and they feel like there's a lot of copying pasting of areas, especially that level with the flood where you're working down the tubes and you're going to, like, the the bays. That felt endless in those, yeah, like, that, hallways. That is a, a drag level right there. Like, yeah. It just yeah. drags. That's actually the one I stopped on uh, <laughs> when I was doing my playthrough last time, and I picked it up this time. I was like, oh, yeah, I know why I stopped here. Yeah, yeah that I, level sucks. I don't think but, any of them are uh, as... I don't think it even get to the point of Halo One in terms. Yeah, like of... there's that th- that level when you first meet the I think Guilty Spark or whatever in Halo One, where you have to oh, keep like the going library. around the library. Yeah, that the level the library. Sucks yeah, too. that's like the infamous. That's the infamous level. About yeah, yeah, that level really. That is sucks, just a but... never-ending series of copy-paste hallways. Yeah, I feel like those two levels are equivalent in terms of how bad those levels were, but um, I think that just in terms of Halo Two. Overall, I think it's a better game. It's tighter. It has more stuff going on. There's two different perspectives. I think the story's better because there's actually not just like aliens. I guess Halo 1 had a deep story, but Halo 2 adds more perspective, adds more to the narrative in terms of the backstory of the bad guys. The bad guys are dynamic. They have various different factions. It makes it more interesting. Um, So I think the story's better in Halo 2, but at the same time, the ending of that game... I was like, when I got there, and I forgot that that's what they did. When I got there, when this playthrough, I was like, "That's it." Yeah, it's it's funny. That, it's like, like that. it just cut. It cuts. It doesn't yeah. even like. There's no like ramp to warn you that it's the end because it's like feels like you're driving towards the end. Like you feel like you're like, oh, okay, I'm like at the peak of my dopamine, and then they're just like <sighs> crash. There's no like point where they're like. Well, they mentioned to you like the end of this game is coming up. Right. We're gonna do like right. a two-parter. Right. It it uh, so. it's it definitely was not. I'm not gonna say it sucked, but like definitely was not what I was looking for at the time. But like now that it's like we live in a world where Halo Three is is out and just readily available to be played, like it it didn't bother me as much. It's kind of like what Steve was saying. Like it just made me want to like just start playing Halo Three because I was like so hyped to like keep the story going now it has like a different effect than it did at the time or you know but yeah that was uh yeah i also, remember you know, I, product of crunch yeah I, exactly i remember being disappointed with the campaign when it came out like obviously it has some really high points that were like really really fun but overall i was like it ends on a cliffhanger like they cut out all the stuff that they had shown in earlier trailers like it, it feels different the arbiters here that's strange like i, I remember like with Halo One, it was a new property that like exceeded expectations, and it was like this is awesome. This feels like a complete like finished product. And with this one, it was like ah, it's deeper and cooler in a lot of ways, but like it feels a little disjointed and mishmashed, and like I don't know. It was it was it was a tough pill to swallow at the time, at least the single player. The multiplayer is obviously awesome, and like probably carried it for for a long long time to the point where we were like all right halo 3 is here we've completed the story i feel much better about this whole thing um i do i do feel like it's kind it's kind of cheap that they left a cliffhanger on halo 2 on the xbox 
and then Halo 3 came out on the Xbox 360. So in order to finish the story, you had to get a new console. That sucks. That feels cheap. I remember, <laughs> I remember freshman year of college just all buying Xbox 360s because we were like, Halo 3 is coming out. Yeah. And yeah. Like, like yeah. Encore on the podcast. Like he bought one. He lived, he was lived down the hall from me in our dorm. Like I got one. Like a bunch of people I knew got one. It was like, we got to play Halo 3. Got to get the new one, obviously. Yeah, I don't, really, I don't think that bothered me because I don't even think it was like a question in my mind that I was going to get a 360 no. at that point. And that it was, no. it was like, Halo 3 is coming out? Of course I'm going to get a 360. It's the nature of console generations, yeah. especially in that era. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So, and on that note, it sounds like that, Steve, you're not convinced that it goes above the original Halo. No, no, I, th- I think it definitely does. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I think just more like in retrospect, like it, it felt like a mixed bag a little bit at the time, the single player campaign. But ultimately i've come around on it and i think the multiplayer just stands out so much which halo combat evolved has multiplayer but not the online component of it and it's not nearly as as fleshed out um so yeah i think two two goes above one for me chris do you think two goes above one? Oh, 100 percent i and i think like i guess maybe to kind of actually start a more specific ranking conversation like i feel like the direct comparable in the top 10 is goldeneye for a similar thing game with a little bit of a weird campaign uh, for different reasons, but uh, but and also like a revolutionary multiplayer for the consoles. But you know, I think Halo Two, story wise, feels like a much more like living world, and I was like really kind of sucked into it this time around. Now that I'm like totally on board with playing as the Arbiter most of the game, and like you know, you gotta also kind of remember, Goldeneye has some really sweet levels, but also has a lot of really bad levels like, in the middle chunk of that game, but it's, uh, I don't think Halo 2 has that problem, but, again, it's kind of like what Steve said, the multiplayer just really kind of changed the course for, like, like the next, like, at least, like, six, seven years of, of console multiplayer games, and it's just... Um... I... Yeah, I, like, in my mind, I, like, want to see... Like, originally thinking about this, I was like, is this game really better than Shadow of the Colossus? But I think you guys are talking me into this, and... I can't really make an argument for the Legend of Zelda. I could make an I could definitely see it going at nine. I don't know if it goes higher than nine though. Yeah, I think that's similar because Bloodborne is at eight, and I think that I give Bloodborne the edge, even though I love both these games and have more history with Halo Two. Um, but yeah, and like Blo- to, to Chris's point too, like looking back on this game now, like you know those those flaws that it had initially, they're still there, but I look on them much more favorably. Like I like the story mm-hmm. now. Like there's there's weird parts of it, but like overall, this game is like you know sits sits very really well in my mind. Yeah, I don't I think, think I was like more... looking for the story at the time. I think I like just wanted like Master Chief like punching aliens, and then it's like, but now it's like I'm a more for refined me, gamer now. Right. It wasn't the story <laughs> at the time. It was like the scale. Like I thought there right. were gonna be like huge cityscape levels where you had to go do all this stuff, and there were gonna be little like kind of submissions in between. That's not really what it delivered, but like still, it's very very fun campaign. Lots of good levels. I think Bloodborne is like a top ten game from its console generation, and. I don't know if Halo 2 is that for its generation. For its generation? I think it is. For the X, original Xbox generation? Uh, yeah. Maybe, oh, I guess maybe it is. Yeah, I think it definitely is. Like, that. this was this was one of the biggest game releases of all time. And, like, yeah. probably yeah, still maybe. is. <clears throat> I haven't played Bloodborne, so I can't really comment. But, you know, my own personal wall of Chrono Trigger would, would probably still hold with Halo 2. Right. 
I think that we... the completeness of vision, I think, is what Bloodborne <laughs> has. We haven't said that in a while. I think Bloodborne <laughs> holds that. It's not necessarily the same completeness of vision for... Uh, I mean, there's, there's literally tons of, of uh, documentaries you could find on YouTube and written articles about the inability to complete the vision. <laughs> so the cliffhanger the, of a the vision. The ending is literally <laughs> the lack of completeness, completeness of vision. <laughs> So let's put it at number nine. I feel good about number nine, yeah. Same, yeah. We've added, added some top-tier games the past two weeks. Mm, boy. I love I love filling those gaps, boys. Boy, boys. we're going to break that streak. <laughs> Are you talking about next week? Especially oh, yeah. uh, now oh, that... Yeah. Uh, oh, next week, yeah, I was going to say. But we have a little, little streaming project, it sounds like, might be coming up that might also top weight the list a little bit here. Yeah, well, we'll see how good tonight goes, and then we might talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, next week, Chris, what is the video game that we'll be loving? Oh, well, it's Christmas time, so it's time for another Home Alone game. And, uh, we are doing the Game Boy Home Alone game, which, uh, I have never played. Uh, but is it basically just like the NES one, just on, on Game Boy? Nope, completely different game, and okay. that's why we're adding them as separate entries oh, on this it. list. It actually might have more in common with the Super Nintendo game, which we also haven't oh, talked about. Oh, God, that's could so. be worse. I, yeah, thought, I, is, thought there was, I thought there was like another port that's like similar to the NES one. Maybe, might be the MS-DOS one. Maybe, we have to check that maybe one I'm just having like, you know... Stockholm syndrome going on or something like that and everything. Well, just... let's save our commentary for yeah. next week because we're not going to have a lot to talk about. Um, but Home Alone is coming next week. It'll be our third Home Alone game that we've added to the Endless List as we continue our tradition of adding every Home Alone video game to the Endless List <laughs> every Christmas. I should watch the new Home Alone before we do that podcast, by the way. Do they do they make video games of later Home Alones? Like, is there a Home Alone 2 video game? Aha! Uh-huh. I believe there's a Home Alone PS2 video game that only came out in Europe. Is, 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 <laughs> it po- is it, it's a Home Alone 2? Is there a certain form no, of president? Home, oh, no, it's Home Alone 1. Yeah. There's Home Alone 2 video games, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna curious curious if a certain former president appears in, in any of those games. <laughs> and how bad the Home Alone franchise can really get in, in this list. Listen, just someday we're going to get to the Home Alone PS2 import game, and it's going to be a wild <laughs> podcast. We'll have reached peak endless list. That'll be the last point. episode of this this podcast ever. <laughs> we'll oh, we've done we, them all. We, do, we have we to do, do this that. one now. Like, there's also like a, like a European release only uh, PS2 game for the uh, the first Underworld movie, and it's supposed to be atrocious. <laughs> and uh, one day I want to get it because like I got a modded PS2, so I can play it. So like, uh, boy, that will be a that'll be a time. It'll be a fun one. But yeah. we'll be back next week. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Chris. Thank you.